hi, and welcome to the SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. Mm, you yeah. Good at this. My <laughs> name is Chris Burris, owner of eWebStyle. I am Charles Lewis, so internet marketing specialist. Yes, specialist. <laughs> <laughs> we were listening to a podcast the other day, and he was like, I'm your internet marketing person. person. <laughs> <laughs> Insert generic term for human body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you are listening to the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes. You don't know, well, you may notice it if you're watching. The uh, We believe that the video quality should be significantly better, uh, and uh, the camera's significantly closer it's basically in our face right now so yeah. if you you may even get some spittle on the on the camel uh, on the camera today i don't know if that'd be cool or gross yeah somewhere in between by the way we do have uh we usually don't do visual stuff on our podcast because this really does get turned into audio for itunes uh you will notice that there is a visual item it's uh, in reference to a big event this week uh and anybody who gets the reference uh, hit us up on facebook did I say Facebook? You did say Facebook. I did Facebook. You can hit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eWebStyle. Twitter.com slash eWebStyle. YouTube.com slash eWebStyle. Podcast at e-webstyle.com. I'm too good. You didn't give me no more with that. I'm not going to say that by you. It's a Friday. This is podcast number 124. As always, we like to mention uh, a tip from the previous podcast. Uh, and really, last podcast was uh, uh, answering a really long email. Yeah. Uh, go back and, and it had some great real-world uh, um, answers to real-world SEO questions uh, and problems. So yeah, the, good. the tip was, for the keywords that you target and that receive the most traffic, you must know to which page Google sends that traffic. Exactly. And then we would say go one step further uh, and you know do SIBO, potentially send it in for a SIBO analysis. By the way, last night I got our um, website SIBO analysis podcast. One of them is up and live. It's actually on iTunes. I have no idea how to find it. I was too late. I didn't even see if I could find it on iTunes or, or anything. Uh, so if you know how to get to it, go find it. You can actually go to our YouTube page uh, which we already mentioned, and there you can find a bunch of our website SIBO analysis. Analysis. Yeah, and if you want one, uh, while we're on that subject, you know, you got a website, you're already watching this podcast because you probably need some help with it, uh, feel free. eu-webstyle.com, right column, fill out the website analysis request, and I will personally, or Chris, um, do that analysis for you. Yeah, and, uh, and then you'll get it. If you don't want it posted live, then just let us know. Uh, we, we're happy to put it, and what we typically do is we put it private so anybody who has the link does have access to it. Uh, we've done that actually for one of our clients that we'll be mentioning today, I think. Um, yeah, product placement for you. Oh, here you want to, does that, does that make you happy too? Um, Chris got like three drinks. <laughs> Coffee! Coffee, back. Oh, well, two drinks. Today, yeah. Sometimes it's three. Um, so, no, you know, no, no review. Uh, no review on iTunes. And you know what that normally means? The teardrop tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, <laughs> for me, I'm excited because Stoked SEO. Shout out to Stoked. I know you man, watching, man. Man, it, man, much love. Thank you so much. Punch in the face. And punch. We're going to take this hammer and punch you in the face. That's just off the charts uh, uh, happy. Um, 
he was tweeting like every couple of hours about how many podcasts he had actually listened. He's been listening to our podcast for it's like a marathon. He's mm -hmm. like uh, that long. He can caught up. Like you know, you got three or four more. He'd be caught up. Totally caught up. Um, and it gave us an idea. We're gonna actually start encouraging you if you're watching this. Hey, tweet. What are you learning now? Tweet that we're talking about stoked SEO. Tweet something. Uh, if you're sitting at your desk and listening to this, it's probably a couple weeks later. Uh, if you're at your desk, go ahead and pull up your Twitter account and tweet uh, and use. What should we do? We should use like pound hot. SEO podcast and the number that you're watching. There you For go. For example, if you follow us on Twitter right now, you would have seen my latest tweet that said SEO podcast 124 um, with the hashtag. So yeah, show us show us that love. That that'll be awesome. Um, and we also had uh, an interaction on, that sounds so like, eh. we had interaction on <laughs> Facebook, interaction number 195. Um, it's a, hey guys, I love your podcast, amazing, currently in catching up on old podcast, cur currently am catching up on old podcasts, and learning more stuff to help me in running my business. Cheers, and keep up the good work. Now, I, I, I clicked through, and she's actually from Syria, from Damascus. And a good friend of mine, Sam, who was in yesterday, uh, is actually from Damascus originally as well. Uh, so, I, of course, you know, it's a big country. They probably don't know each other, but, you know, check it out. Uh, and we, I noticed that you use Cheers, so you probably um, learned your English someplace other than the U.S., and he theorized that you learned it in Canada. So, uh, hit us up. Maybe you learned um, your English in Canada. Yeah. Hit us up. Give us a link to your site. Let's check it out. Uh, show you some link up. Let me not forget that we are your friendly local neighborhood top position snatchers where our mantra is Don't be a douche. Don't be a douche. They're going to get that position for you. Man, news. News. A lot of news. Yeah, there's news. Um, as we all know, Steve Jobs passed away. And uh, that was sad. I actually tweeted, I retweeted somebody else's with like, I don't know the dude. But I'm like, you know, get a little emotional reading about that, thinking about all the products he's come up with, thinking about what an amazing life he's lived. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty pretty amazing. Well, Nick was telling me about a video that he watched that Steve did in, like, the 80s where they were talking about um, touchscreen technology. <laughs> oh, in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, and you know, he... I mean, people theorize that he stole it from some Unix developers or some Unix packages, but, you know, the fact of using the mouse and uh, the way we interact with computers was at a minimum spearheaded and brought to market by, by Steve Jobs. I mean, that's, can you imagine if we were still all DOS code? You know when that nerdy geek guy comes in and starts typing stuff to make things happen on your computer? Mm -hmm. Imagine if you had to do that in order to create a Word document, in order to put a Facebook post. Um, you know, it just wouldn't be where it, where it is today. Yeah, that would suck. Is, uh, is the AC, could somebody turn the it's AC on? It's a little warm, warm in here. Um, let's see, what else do I have here? I've got to, oh, iPhone is coming to Sprint. Yeah. We've been on and Sprint I for a while. Still use Sprint, love Sprint, had no problems with Sprint. But I'm going to stick to Android. Yeah, I, I think I'm going <laughs> to stick to Android as well. I'm still debating the iPad, like, yeah. um, back and forth. Um, I think I did try to pull up Ustream, so our Ustream podcast does not come up on pod, on on an iPad, which is weird because you I probably get the app. Yeah, I know people with the app who can use it fine. And and there's a Sprint. I mean, there's a an Android app, right, where you can actually broadcast directly from mm -hmm. your from 4G or 3G phone, whatever. Um, and but that's like that one step, you know. 
I, I'll probably end up with an Android uh, tablet. Speaking of it, how does a $35 Android tablet sound? Like trash. <laughs> <laughs> Useless. <Yeah. laughs> um, and actually, there's some debate because of the, uh, I think, uh, a conversion of rupees to dollars. One uh, group reported it at 22 bucks, another at 35. What it is is Android devices in India for Indian students. So, you know, let me buy 100,000, they're he heavily subsidized, they're actually $600, they would be, be $600 list price, um, but they'll be selling them to schools, their own schools, uh, for like 22 or 35 bucks, depending on how you, depending on the rupee exchange rate that particular day. Wow. So I think, that's, I think that's pretty cool. One thing I did mention, you know, this is, I think some people forget, you know, they think Steve Jobs is Apple, Apple, Apple. And some of the other things he did were just phenomenal. I don't know if you remember Next Computer. Uh, I remember when I was in college, there was a Next Computer that had a very unique, it was a, a, a unique. Next Computer? Yeah, and it's capital N, lowercase e, capital XT. Uh, and I'm, I know those letters stand, stood for something, or stand for something. Um, that became Pixar. Mm. Right, so you think Steve Jobs, computer on the desktop, and then you're like, Pixar, wait, that's Toy Story. Like, oh, so intimately involved in, um, you know, the, the animation that we see today. It's, it's his impact is phenomenal. I mean, just crazy. Um, all right, news. Gino, time limit up. We got an email, and this is going to be really interesting, I think. Um, I really, in fact, we met with a, a potential client uh, called PlanetSeed.com. Planet yeah, PlanetSeed is a, a not-for-profit funded either in entirely or mostly, at a minimum, mostly by Schlumberger. Uh, for those who don't know, Schlumberger is a huge oil field services company. Um, so they would they would be a competitor to like KBR as, yeah. as an example, um, and that website. So that uh, Planet Seed, really cool website. Their their goal, and I got to get that sentence. Their goal <laughs> is to actually take advantage of the Schlumberger scientific expertise around the world and put that to work in underprivileged or underserved educational communities. Yeah, with the focus on science. I mean, uh, I, I think it stood for. Um, Schlumberger Excellent e Education Excellence Educational Economic Development. There we go. Yeah, and so basically the whole concept is to you know take science and and put it on the web in different forms and fashions for teachers, for volunteers, for students, and really spread this information globally. So uh, focusing on children and students in in very low economic areas um, who who maybe can't afford some of the stuff we have here in the states to uh, improve their education. And so it's a pretty cool company. They're doing some real nice things over there. And um, shout out to them for punching the face to them for, for contacting us for some help. Yeah. And, so, um, and actually that came from Terry Crosby, one of our podcast listeners. So Terry Crosby, punch in the face Terry. to you. Thank you very much. In, in fact, we should, uh, we should talk about that particular client and see how that's going. It was just, we left with a really good, good feeling, right? Because you know, we're applying our expertise to uh, a company that's focused on really doing good. They'll actually, they'll, um, people can get, I guess, a, a good name for it would be like a scholarship where they'll go in and put in a yeah. whiteboard technology, pay for internet for two years, and 
and actually have Schlumberger employee volunteers go and teach the teachers how to teach the science and, mm-hmm. and all the things that are available. It's phenomenal. Um, and, and frankly, they need a lot of work, and we're, yeah, gonna, yeah, we're yeah. excited to be, to be helping them. The reason I say to all that is it's, it's, it's a global focus. So they literally have seven languages. And it's not a uh, aesthetics, oh, it'd be nice to have seven languages in case somebody from a particular language would rather work in their language. That's, that's, that's no, what's this typical. Is a necessity. <laughs> they are actually working with seven different languages and serving uh, countries where seven different languages are spoken. Probably more, uh, but those are kind of the foundation, yeah. foundational languages in those countries. Um, I, I say all that because this question is about Spanish. It's about for, uh, the foreign language, which is Spanish. Uh, it's actually from uh, a guy by the name Orlando Mergal. Uh, his website is accuratecommunications.com. He's from Puerto Rico. Um, and he says, as you, as you know, Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory in the Caribbean. Don't forget, this is America. Some people probably don't know that. Because <laughs> geography is not our forte. Um, uh, and, and his question is really interesting. He says, let's say that one of his keywords is, and it's uh, servicios de co- comunicación corporativa. Excuse my Spanish. Uh, and really it's communication services, corporate communication services is how you would translate that into English. Um, and his question is, there's actually an accent over the O in one of the words, and that's actually over uh, communicación, has a, an accent over the last O. And he's, his question is, does he need to focus on the, the word with the accent and the word without, without the accent if you're searching? And, uh, and if he does, then you know, does he need to have all three keywords and the keyword tag? And uh, his final comment was, living in a place with two languages, two cultures, and two flags is hard enough, but having to use three times the amount of keywords is crazy. Um, and the three actually comes from the fact that he's talking uh, UTF-8, which is an encoding, how you encode um, some of those accents standard, and then ISO-8859, which is another way that you can encode those accents. And so that's why he ends up with three. And so I did a little research. Some of my, uh, let me, one of the first things that I noticed is actually your website's in English, <laughs> which is kind of interesting, right? I mean, it's clear you're in Puerto Rico, you're serving uh, a Spanish clientele, and your website's in English. Now, I mean, uh, we've got a couple of Spanish speakers here at our office, and we know that even though Spanish is their first language, they tend to search in, in English. English. Uh, and I think that's typical of, uh, of, of people, at least here in the United States. This is what I was going to say. In, that's the key, in the States. Yeah, in the States. And so, you know, in you know, Puerto Rico, with the tie to the U.S., I think, uh, I think that's probably why your website's in English. I'm just surprised that you don't also have it in Spanish, because uh, this question tells me that you're clearly targeting some Spanish, uh, Spanish well, language. Well, it also indicates to me that, that it, he's probably have a Spanish version in, in the in making can process. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, my next comment was, you said, right now for every keyword phrase that has, has a written access, a- accent in it, I'm including all three possible versions in my keyword tag. Now, mm, I believe what you're saying there is that's in your meta keyword tag. Yeah, because there isn't a, it, uh, a keyword tag. Right, and, and it, we would say in my targeted keyword yeah. to mean on the page, you're saying keyword tag, I think you mean meta keyword tag, Remember, that's 
almost not important at all. Yeah, matter um, of fact, um, I was looking at Matt's cuts um, the other day, just kind of, you know, I was actually looking for answers to that question, and, um, and I came across one of his older ones. And he was just like, yeah, we don't value meta information whatsoever. The only critical piece of meta information we do look at is meta description, so we can pull a snippet from that to show in the SERPs. And is, is title meta, I always get, get confused. Title's above meta. It's above meta, yeah. So the meta description is your opportunity in the search and result page to make a good impact. Mm -hmm. So my first comment would be, so, so, let's, so that's great, we'll address that in a second. So what I did is I actually I went to Google and I searched your term, um, the whole thing. So again, it's uh, Servicios de Comunicación Corporativa. I have a hard time with that word, obviously. Yeah, so I let you say <laughs> I did that search with the accent over the O and without the accent over the O and compared both results. It's actually 40, there's four pages that, do, that are not on both. So then I started visiting the pages to try and see um, specifically, Why, yeah. exactly, specifically the one without the accent, because that's actually the incorrect spelling from, I mean, it's incorrect in English and in Spanish, because in Spanish it's supposed to have the accent. And, and the only thing I really found, by the way, one of the things I found was there's an all-flash website on the first page. Now, it does get forwarded, and I don't know if, if they're doing the any forward yeah well no this do, so the the website is um, arvizu.com.mx mm. and when you go there it gets forwarded to like index2.html which is all flash so i didn't spend enough time there may be an in between page they may be uh, spoofing uh, google actually so um, but if they're not there's a uh, it's the first all flash website i've seen Definitely. on the first page of yeah. google um, and uh, so what I noticed, I actually went into the pages, and for the most part, I couldn't find communication without the accent over the O. What I did find was comu uh, communicaciones. Now, I don't know for sure if that's supposed to have an accent over the O, uh, but I was able to find that word, so that might have been some of the situations why those pages were different. Mm. If they did, if it's not supposed to have the O and people have written it properly, and communication is, uh, Google's actually able to pull that word out of the plural version. And uh, stick it up there. Right. Um, and it's actually not just plural, but it's, it's uh, communications versus communicate. Um, so that was one. The other that I went actually into the code and looked at communication without the without the um, accent and a lot of the URLs, so like pictures, were uh, written without the accent. Without the accent. So my guess is the all of the ones on uh, on the page on the first page with the accent when you do the search uh, actually have don't anywhere have either communicaciones or they don't have communication without the O as a URL for say an image or something. So mm. that's that's my theory. I don't have enough time to go into it. What it does tell you though is there is a difference. Yeah. Google sees them differently. Yes, yeah, so um, what you should probably do is do that search yourself, look at the results for your industry and figure out which sets of results are more relevant to your business type and then probably go that route. Yeah. And, and as you compile information, it'd be very interesting to see what do people actually search. I mean, how many speechers, Spanish speakers actually search without the accent over the O? Um, that would be very interesting uh, stuff. And then the last comment would be, 
as you're focusing on these, don't target the keyword meta tag because that doesn't really matter. You actually want to target text on the page. Yeah. So you may even have a bottom section which is keywords. You just type keywords and put communicación. Um, put those words that are not accented and should be, put them in just a list at the bottom. That often can make the difference. Um, if it's a high value Spanish word that uh, the, the company who's kind of dominating has also realized that they need to dominate the improper spelling without mm -hmm. the accent, then you may actually need to make a full page dedicated to, say, communicación uh, without the, without without the, the accent, um, which is got to be totally weird, right? Because, like, <laughs> let's just make a whole page dedicated to, to, to the, wrong. the wrong spelling of hammer. <laughs> Three M's. Um, so I thought that was incredibly interesting and also very uh, salient for what we've been doing. Let me make sure I covered everything I wanted because I, I took a couple notes. Um, da, 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 we're here. Yep, I yeah. got all of that. Chris can't read his own handwriting. Yeah, it, 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 that's after I find it. <laughs> First, I gotta find the notes. Then I gotta find the notes, the note in the notes, and then I can't read it. Yeah, read then we have to go. decipher it. Yeah. Um, you, I guess we'll go with this, right? Yeah. Uh, this is a really interesting article that Chuck sent my direction. It's from Search Engine Land. Um, it's, it's published by Pamela Parker. The title is Google Tweaks AdWords to Give Landing Page Quality More Weight. And, uh, and frankly, this was, uh, I mean, it, it, when I first learned that Google for AdWords gave importance to relevancy, is when I really kind of honed in on the phrase that we use regularly, which is, as long as you're providing a good experience to the Google user, then you're gonna do well. Because it, in some sense, Google should be motivated to say, look, if you're willing to give me 30 bucks, I don't care what the term is, I'll send them to your page. Mm -hmm. And Google doesn't operate that way. What they say is that if that page isn't relevant to the search term, then I'm probably not going to send anybody there, no matter how, how much, much you give pay. me. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's kudos to them for longevity. Because if they end up with spammer results, they're, you know, it, it, it makes then perfect sense. You, you lose user quality and quantity. Um, but the thing about that article that got me was that I guess this is their first official um, statement about it. Right. Because I've managed plenty AdWords campaigns. And and while you're inside the campaign, you'll see quickly that your, your quality score go low. Um, or they'll even give you an indicator that, you know, this ad is rarely shown due to low quality score. You click on that, it'll tell you it's not relevant, needs more keywords, and, you know, three or four other deals. And so I already knew that you know it was important. <laughs> yeah. yeah that there was it was some relevancy to the landing page and the ad and the keyword and so um the fact that this article came out lets me know that they're probably about to place a lot more weight on that yeah they're saying ads with high high landing page quality will get a strong and that's in quotes boost uh, upward in in the auction uh according to alphaness um who is, I'm assuming, with uh, Google. It's interesting, they actually were doing this test in Brazil mm -hmm. and Spanish-speaking Latin American countries before they brought it here, yeah. So, um, and, and Jonathan Alferness is the Director of Product Management at Google's Ad Quality uh, Team. So, um, I, frankly, it's pretty exciting for us. What it really means is that the skill sets that we have as an SEO company are even more valuable 
to pay-per-click. So you knew they were valuable before because you had these relevancy issues, these low-quality mm -hmm. uh, warnings, and now they're just saying, you know, flat out, you've got to have a high-quality page. Uh, inbound linking to it is going to matter. I mean, frankly, the so the frankly, you have to optimize that landing page. No more can you just put up a page um, using the example of. Uh, uh, plumbing repair. You can't just put up a, a a plumbing repair page with no text and big graphics, and um, and target all these plumbing repair phrases to that page and pay for it. Because um, let's say your phrases is water heater repair, and you're sending them to a plumbing repair page, then then you lose relevancy. It, first off, it's going to cost more. Yeah, it's going right. to cost more. If it works at all, it will cost more. Yeah, because the low quality score always equals a higher cost per click kind of how it works and so instead if your phrase is water heater repair your landing page URL should be water heater repair you should have water heater repair content on this page you should have water heater repair images on this page h1 tag yeah I mean this page has to be optimized for water heater repair and since it's your landing page from a SIBO perspective um, it should be designed in a fashion to make it convert and so and they're looking at that and if you do all those things, which is basically optimizing your landing page, um, then your quality score will get better, your cost per click will go down, and according to the article, Google will rank you higher. Your CTR will go up. Will go up. Reminds mm -hmm. me of a rap you did. <laughs> CTR is right. Diving. Oh. Campaign barely surviving. That was, that was awesome. Shit, out the air. <laughs> go, man. You done crossed the line. <laughs> All right. So, um, by the way, if you don't know, uh, yeah. Charles is also the SEO rapper and has a number of raps. Uh, you got your new site up, right? Yeah, new site is up. Go check that out. TheSEORapper.com, uh, designed by my boy Javier, man. So check it out. Hit me up, Facebook, Twitter. Tell me what you think about it. Cool. All right. Do we, okay. do we have time for that, or uh, um, yeah, I briefed this real quick. Yeah, when, when um, we started. <laughs> yeah, we 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 almost there. Okay, so we were talking about PPC and SEO. I came across this article here from Search Engine Journal, um, which is pretty cool. Um, six actionable ways to use PPC and SEO to improve your results. And so I thought it was key because um, we do a lot of pay-per-click and SEO here, and we're always looking at data from both sides to figure out how we can improve. We missed so one word, so it's to overall PPC results. and SEO data. data. Yeah. So that's uh, that's important. So yeah, that's that's the reporting. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, number one was refine your match types. It says uh, use your SEO data and match by keyword to your paid search data. Identify which paid search keywords are on broad match, and review SEO performance. And so. I thought that was awesome, which is something I kind of do indirectly. Right. But they're basically saying, you know, um, if you're doing pay-per-click for certain phrases and you have them on broad match, see how many impressions you're getting, how many clicks are those. If you're doing some sort of a conversion tracking, which one of those broad match phrases are actually generating clicks and turning into dollars? And if so, optimize for them. And that way you can, you know, stop bidding on them and get your placement up or, or even the number two says, uh, well, I'm going to skip to number three because it kind of talks into that. It says limit uh, canna cannibalization. Can no, not conical. Oh, can cannibalization. Yeah. Cannibalization. Yeah. And so, um, and basically talking about, you know, it's a big debate. We have that debate plenty of times about people who top bid on key phrases, even though you're already ranking for, in, on the first page for those same phrases organically. 
And so my kind of logic is, if I'm ranking for it first page organically, and I have the budget to bid on it, lower my bid amount. Two spots is better than one, yeah. yeah. Or I'll lower the bid amount and come from the second page. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you click me on the first page and you happen to go to the second page, I'll be there sponsored. Yeah. So I think that kind of ties into the refined match types. Right. You know, if you're ranking well for it and it's working, it's worth keeping it in the sponsor there. Yeah, if if sure. you're really trying to stretch out that budget exactly. and you think there's terms that you're not organically placing well for, um, and you're and you are organically placing well for some other terms. You know, steer that budget to the terms you're not placing well until you start placing well for them. That's a, mm -hmm. another great thing, idea. which I which I'm going to do on our new e-com client. Um, uncover new keywords, and so a lot of e-commerce sites have a site search. Right. Right. When we was looking at that. Yeah. So instead of only using the, the web tools, you know, Google keyword tools and word tracker and all these other keyword tools. If you have an e-com site or you're on a regular site with a site search on it, query that Save from the, the back end. Search, yeah. Save the site searches so you can see what people who are actually for, yeah. land on your site are searching for. Then optimize for those. I thought that was great. And I definitely and did it, on those. great advice on the email from our last podcast where, he remember, he had the search and he's like, he didn't, How did people were searching for the craziest things mm -hmm. and, and so, yeah. Yes, he called them stupid stuff, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, another one he said on here, number four, was uh, content gap analysis. Use PPC data um, sort, uh, matched by keyword against your targeted SEO keywords. Um, this will help you focus resources on the keyword phrases that either rank poorly in organic search or don't rank at all. And so I think what he was, what he was really, in layman's terms, was analyzing which phrases show organically and co that you're bidding on. So right. let's say you're bidding on phrases and they're not generating a return, you know, in, uh, maybe there's a low impressions, low CTR, you're not spending money on them, but you're ranking well for them. Then, you know, you should probably um, definitely stop bidding on it because it's not working anyway. Right. And, and, the t and the pages that are ranking for them, figure out what those pages are and kind of go in and, and tweak your optimization. Maybe you can make that same page rank for a more qualified key, key phrase. Yep. Um, last one on here, rule number five was estimate demand for keyword targets. Search volume estimate tools are good, but they're not always accurate. Use page search data um, to get an idea of a potential top ranking phrases based on impressions. We love perfect sense. We love it when a pay, when a client comes and they've been doing pay per click for a oh, while, man. right? It's and in fact, a poorly managed pay per click that comes to us has value because <laughs> it's it's going to have broader terms. Mm -hmm. So they're you know typically it's like put it up there and bid anything related to plumbing, and we can actually see. It, of course, the first thing we do with that pay per click account is weed out negative words and all mm -hmm. of those things. But it it allows us because we may have weeded out something that had value um, if we had managed it from the beginning we tend not to and yeah. we tend to believe we don't but if it's wide open then we've got access to all data related to plumbing for at least for them and so we can see you know hey maybe there's a couple phrases that we didn't think of that we need to incorporate into our SEO actual yeah. efforts and it, and it basically it just covers the inaccuracies if you use the Google keyword tool for example and you're not signed in it'll tell you you know 30,000 searches local searches for this key phrase over the past month, but if you've been bidding on that phrase in in AdWords for let's say a few months, your AdWords data may say <laughs> may show you know 
4,000 impressions. And so 4,000 impressions is a, is a better number to go with in your decision making over the 30,000 right. searches. That, that seem to be available. Yeah. And so um, the last one was um, number six, identifying identify top converting paid keywords with low or no SEO visibility. That's, that's rule number one. That's something we've always done. If, this, if you're bidding on a phrase and it's working and it's converting into you know paid clients or leads or whatever your whatever your you know action is optimize for that phrase <laughs> you know you definitely want to dedicate a page to it especially based on that article you should anyway right and um and really try to increase your seo visibility for that particular phrase so i think this is a good list i'll post this article on facebook so you guys can um, look at it a little bit deeper Cool. One of the things that when we started talking about data is going back to uh, Planet Seed, we did some interesting mm -hmm. analysis for them this week. Um, again, they have seven languages, and they were interested to know, you know, you, you have to make this debate. Oh, Arabic, yeah, yeah as, as a not-for-profit, uh, it costs me money to put these up. They're not just using Google Translate. They actually have translators and are translating it properly, which, mm -hmm. by the way, is how I would recommend you do it. And so there's a cost associated with it. And as a not-for-profit, let's just say, as an example, if Arabic language wasn't being used much, or if Arabic language was actually being used in the U.S. more than in Arab-speaking countries, you could make the case that you should stop spending money translating the, the site into Arabic. And so what we were able to do is pull together, because of the layout is the Drupal website, the layout of it is, and, and this is classic in a CMS, where the, everything that is an Arabic language page, almost everything that's an Arabic language page, is in a folder called AR. So yeah. we're able to pull up a report yeah, of AR, folder. the language folder, Arabic, and um, and where people were actually clicking on those. And in like Google Analytics. In, yeah, in Google, Google Analytics. Analytics. And uh, so 10,000, right? Yeah. 10,000 page views in the last 30 days. And, uh, and we were able to show which countries were actually looking at those Arabic pages the most. Uh, Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia, the huge bike, yeah. blew everything else away. Uh, and then there were other, other countries, Arab-speaking countries. And then, you know, there's some in America, there's some in Canada, actually. Mm. Um, so uh, it's an interesting report. It's interesting how powerful uh, the Google Analytics are. And you can make business decisions based on yes, Google we'll Analytics. Send that report to him, like, yeah, you should definitely keep <laughs> keep doing your Arabic because yeah. people are you know people if your target is underprivileged and you believe that the people in these locations are actually um, underprivileged and are yeah are accessing it then you certainly want to keep um, keep that keep that uh, language going so good quick blanks there yeah all the way blank yeah. and they do that one was blank for a reason just want to take a quick moment of silence for uh for um, apple founder steve jobs uh rest in peace man yeah all right all right um remember for those of you who are just listening right in front of the camera here there is an orange sludge uh, sledgehammer I will tell you that the orange probably isn't necessary. It is just a sledgehammer. Um, anyone who comes up with why that's there, uh, what is our reference thought process for that orange sledgehammer, um, let us know. 
and let us know on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash eWebStyle. All right, you have listened to the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes. That is because of you guys. We really appreciate you and thank you. We hope you will do three things, actually four now. Go on to iTunes, create an account, write a review of us. We appreciate it. And then hit us up if you want, and we'll give you some uh, on-air punch in the face. Mm -hmm. um, also, right now, right this minute, tweet and say that you just listened to SEO Podcast 124. Uh, until the next podcast, my name's Chris Burris. Charles Lewis. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>